Welcome to the Art of the Dive. The international break is almost over. It's Thursday. And Saturday is the deadline for game week eight. We decided to record late with all the international break stuff going on. I got Jake here. Nobody else. Jake, how are you, buddy? Hanging in there. Yeah? You feeling sad as usual? Sad as usual. (laughs) Okay. You want something that'll make you more happy? Yeah, what's that? I'm going to play this. I'm going to play this song. Somebody sent it to me. Do you want to hear it? Uh, uh, I'm not sure anymore. Too late. He's a Belgian scoring genius with a 24-inch penis. Scoring all our goals. <laughs> Blended by his toes. Oh, Romelu. Lukaku. Sorry, I'll stop now, but... That's good. I hope... I hope that blew people's ears out. That did make uh, me feel better. I actually thought it was going to be Kevin, but yeah. No, it was, it was an old Romelu Lukaku Man United uh, chant. So, um, fun idea because I didn't real. I mean, I know the, 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 the Brits are, um, what's the right word? I mean, they're like gross, I think is the first word <laughs> I would use. I was going to say gross. Yeah, That's but like... It's funny because their their jokes are very much like the humor that I enjoy. It's like very blunt and kind of to the point and um, and inappropriate. And uh, so, um, Bobby Love suggested that we do like a reaction section for uh, our Patreon. He sent me a video. I haven't watched yet. He sent me a video of um, like all the most ridiculous uh, uh, English like chants at matches. Mm-hmm. And you and I are going to do like a video reaction to them at some point. You down right. with that? Yeah. It's like the- we, we as like the United States have like U.S. A. Like that's like our <laughs> chant. Like, <laughs> I just think that's funny. Yeah. And all the assholes that do it, they're looking at each other like, this was creative. This was creative. That yeah, was good. Was good. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, so Thomas Bracken actually sent me that one um, and uh, and then followed that up with a question. He said, any tips for a new father hoping to still be semi-decent at FPL? I mean, I would start with like as a new father, stop stop, stop singing like things about Romelu Lukaku's penis. Yeah. I mean, that might be the first, <laughs> yeah. first piece of advice. Um, any father tips, Jake, as a not dad? Probably just make your wife really happy if she's still there. Wow, look at you. Yeah. Look at you. And that'll, a... that'll translate into making your kid's life better. But then how does he be good at FPL? Right? I mean, at you the end can't. of the day. You can't. At the end of the day. <laughs> uh, we had a buddy. my second tip, quitting <laughs> FPL and letting yeah, me just pass stop. you. Yeah, just stop. Yeah, just like like you have you have a reason to live now, like as a human, right? Yeah. Like that's our that's pretty basically the only reason we have to live, right? Is is to reproduce uh and then and then raise that child and then die, right? <sighs> and so you you did it. Like you made it to level 2. You know, so <laughs> it's time to stop with all the other stuff. Uh, we had a buddy for a long time, um, Zach, well, not had a buddy, have a buddy, uh, who um, used to think he was like really good at FPL, had never been, has never been good. He sometimes listens to the pod. I hope he listens to this. He's never been good, ever. 
Uh, but then having the kid was perfect because it was just excuse after excuse after excuse as to why he's bad. Like almost as bad as Jake and I are with like, oh, we can't pod because we have to work. Like almost that bad, but not even that bad, right? Even even worse, you know? So yeah, I think you have an excuse now, Thomas. Go with it. Go with it. Um, all right. Well, we should probably start talking FPL, huh, Jake? Uh, I guess so. Um, I thought the first thing we would just talk about is like what's going on with all these international break guys. So we did we did do a little international break uh, pod. Uh, Jim and a buddy Ryan who, who covers a lot of the international stuff um, did that the the other uh, the other day. And um, the great rave reviews though rave reviews on the pod. Nice. Um, yeah, FPL Tiger wrote, "Will Ryan be on the pod? I hope not. He sucks ass." <laughs> 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 oh, I, I thought you were serious. Yeah, me too. Me too. Uh, then he says, let's stick to the trio we love. Marco, Jake, and Jim. Um, we don't need the likes of Ryan bringing down the vibe. And then Jamie followed that up with, I'd go as far as dropping Jim, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I, uh, it's nice because normally... Normally, everyone just says mean shit about us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but bring a couple other people on the pod. See, this is what you guys could have, yeah. right? So, <laughs> you're welcome. Yeah, I think we're keeping them around just for the banter, you know? Yeah, straight banter. Uh, yeah. All those things were said with, like, emojis and things suggesting that they were fun, like winky face and stuff. I didn't include that part because it's funnier if it's just mean. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, we've got, we've got some stuff with the international break players and... I'll just be straight with everybody. It's really hard to know like exactly what's going on. Some pressers have started. So um, Sean Dyche had ate some worms and glass and then talked for a little bit. Um, Bielsa spoke briefly about some of the guys. The big, the kind of the big story that I thought was just kind of interesting was that, and this was like, you know, everybody was talking about it, but um, all the... Like people were talking about how the the Premier League teams were chartering a jet to get like the South American guys back. Did you see that? Like Brazilian players? Yeah, I did see that. That's like one of the few things I was like, thank <clears throat> God, I may have a chance. Yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> I'm not really sure like if all these guys are going to be available or not, but they were like trying to get them back quickly. Um, Bielsa did say, like he said, there's no doubt it's a short turnaround talking about Rafinha, the options he has to participate on Saturday depend on uh, whether he plays his final game for Brazil tonight, um, how many minutes he plays, how he finishes the game, um, you know, and then the 36 hours of rest. So, um, and then there's time spent flying that he's talking about. If, you know, there's, if there's any risk of injury, we won't, we won't put him out there. So, I mean, I don't know what the other managers are going to say, but um, it sounds, I would guess that that's kind of going to be the standard response from most most managers in these pressers. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. Do you think that's like a no? I, I That's so hard to me that, to play. Like if he sees the field on Thursday that's, night. Yeah, today. Yeah, today he'd be playing tonight. Yeah, today. Sorry. Uh, for, to help us understand for the pod. Tonight, 8.30 you finish that game it's what by the time you're done it's midnight right 
you charter a plane back. I don't know exactly how long of a flight it is, but I'm assuming it's at least like 12 hours, maybe longer. So you get in Friday day, you know, like noon, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they probably try to sleep on the plane, right? Yeah. But they're they're supposed to play. Um, so it's 9 a.m. our time, 10 a.m. 12. It's like, isn't that like a three o'clock kick? Yeah. On Saturday? Yeah, so, so it's you get like, like a nap and, and uh, like you sleep on the plane, you take a nap and then you sleep Saturday and you have to go. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy, right? I mean, I pro- he probably shows, I would guess they chart him in, he probably shows up that afternoon like to just meet with the physios and like do an eval, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and do like any of the tactics work that they have to do. But it's just like, it's a crazy turnaround. And I don't know that. I don't know. I mean, I know these guys are elite athletes. They have access to, you know, the best nutrition, you know, the best medical care. I get that. But dang, that does seem like a big risk, especially like you said. I mean, I know they'll be on a chartered jet, but like you're mostly going to be sitting for 12 hours. And that's not good either, right? Yeah. So I don't know. I guess we'll have to see. Um, we'll have to see what what kind of happens here uh, with, with all these guys. I, is there anybody? How about like, do we have any news on the Chelsea situation. So there's a few like uh, Tiago Silva has been said to be possibly hurt. Isn't that, isn't that true? Yes. And I think he's unlikely to play personally, just like being a betting man, but it's tough. I mean, until pressers come out and, and every coach is a little bit different with how honest they are. um, It's going to be really tough to, to know. Right. Just, and then the other thing I was a little confused about, um, why why are they saying that some players have to um have to quarantine and some don't like for example fabinho was, was um speaking anfield watch tweeted this and fabinho says i don't think i will play against watford neither will allison i believe it will be tough plus we will need to quarantine it's better to go straight to spain than quarantine in a hotel in england i don't really get like why are some players saying that they have to quarantine and some not i, I have no idea no idea yeah, I guess we should probably know that, but it's it's just a little bit confusing with everything going on. Well, um, the other thing with Chelsea too is like, is Alonso out now at that left back position? Like a lot of people have had him. I of course just brought him in. He didn't play the last game. Is it like is it Chilwell's show now? Like, there's a lot of questions with <laughs> with Chelsea that are going to be difficult to answer. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't even know like how, where to begin with them. So we'll talk. We'll we'll get in Chelsea a little bit, like in the second half of the pot. Um, but um, yeah, there's just a lot of question marks um, on like on that team, and then uh, of course on all the players returning. Like I don't know. Let's just talk a little bit about our teams. When I look at my squad right now, I have one, two, three, three yellow flags and an orange flag on my team. What are you looking at? Four yellows and an orange. Yeah. So I have bench players and like decent matchups to cover it. So I right now have Lukaku, Rafinha, Jota, yellow flagged, and James as the orange. The talk is that like Lukaku's probably okay. Um, there's also talk that James was training. Uh, that doesn't mean he's healthy, but there's talk that he's training. Um, there was a, a conversation about Jota that uh, Klopp was quoted saying that he's back training and playing. So that's good. And then obviously the Rafinha thing, like if they're going to fly him back, I don't know. And my bench is fine. So I, I don't know. I feel like I'm probably okay. And I don't need to like knee jerk transfer stuff. I saw a lot of people taking like minus eights um, because they were, they were 
freaking out about the whole thing. The only thing yeah. I would say, and, and maybe maybe you can, you know, disagree, but like, we don't really know. Yeah. I mean, unless like a manager say. comes out, like, because Bielsa is doing the whole like, well, maybe we're not sure. I don't know. You know, and like Bielsa is normally a pretty straight shooter, right? Like mm-hmm. telling telling people exactly if guys are available or not. So if he's doing that, then people don't know. And I would be really careful about taking hits when we're not we're not 100% sure. The other thing is it's not like, let's say, for example, a guy like Rafinha again, and he doesn't play this week. He's just out for a week, right? It's not He's not going to be gone forever. It's yeah, not like that, it's an injury. And he has great part. fixtures he has great in front fixtures. of him. Yeah, and same for Bamford. Like Bamford, we pretty much know is out, but I don't really want to move him if he comes back the following week. Um so that's the tricky thing is like, do you take that hit for a player? It's like, who would you be going to that's going to be better? I don't know. Yeah. Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am is maybe a little bit of a different situation because his is an ankle injury, not um, a situation where he's, you know, it's an international break situation, right? Yeah. And um, he, he also did say in the presser this morning that he will not play. Yep. Um, this weekend. So, but, but yeah, I mean, I just, I think we got to be careful with taking those hits right now. I don't, unless we get, unless we get like a piece of information that says, you know, a hundred percent he's out. So for example, um, Torres, Vern Torres, the, the current situation is that they think he has some sort of foot injury, like possibly a stress fracture or something like that. Um, Marka news reported it. Um, and, and he could be out like four weeks, the thing is with the stress fracture, not sure if you ever have one. I have. So obviously, like, I'm at the level of a professional footballer, right? So I can have these conversations. Um, a lot of times they'll say four weeks, but then it's like more like six weeks. You know, you, it's longer than you think with those stress fractures. So he's one that I would maybe look at too. But but other than that, I don't know. Anybody else? Yeah. Um, I really like still... Jota, but I'm worried about him. His fixtures get a little bit tougher, but he's been playing. He played four games in a row up top for them and hasn't really done as much as I was hoping. Um, He's gotten one goal in his last four game weeks and probably should have scored at least like three. So, like, I don't really want to get rid of him against Watford. Um, It's it's definitely tough. It's like this could be another really bad week for me. And it's like, I'm just, I think I'm just going to bite the bullet and just deal with it. Cause like, if I make those moves, yeah, maybe I can make up like eight points from my hits, but you kind of come away even then. And then like the next week you're in trouble if you don't like those players long-term. I I think the only player like would be Foden that I would be interested in. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, with, with Torres potentially out now for an extended period of time, he, he does become an option. There's no doubt about that. I think I'm just happy that like, I'm happy that you early wild carded, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I screwed myself. It's, I still blame Jim, but it's, it's mostly. Yeah. On me. Right. Yeah. It's, it is always Jim's fault. Everything is Jim's fault, right? Yeah. See, yeah. I, I realized I'm really, I'm not that bad at this game, except when it okay, comes wait, wait, to... Okay, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> That's a weird way to start, like, any statement there. <laughs> I'm not that bad at this game. Well, I'm not that bad at this game if if you take away all the stupid international duty and all that other <laughs> part. That's what makes this game tough, you know? Like you that's... mean, wait, let me just, what, I, can I just uh, clarify? So, you're not bad at this game if you don't have to play the game by the current rules. No, no. <laughs> oh my god. 
<laughs> it's just like I really suffer during Christmas time and I really – or holiday, whatever you want to – holiday. You can say um, Christmas, Jake. It's okay. Yeah, it's 2021. I can say Christmas. But holiday time and then I really suffer with these like international break duties because like it's just – it's – I don't know. It's every time I hold, like every time I'm like, ah, I won't make transfers, like I get screwed. And then every time I make transfers, I get screwed. So, that's just, so you're bad at the game. I'm bad at the game. <laughs> is what I'm saying. I'm terrible at this game. And we got so, back to that. Yeah, there we go. Um, I've dropped, dropped from first to fourth in our little mini league in like a week and a half. Yeah, weeks. but you're not like, Jake, you're like 20 points back I of know, first. I know. You know what I mean? Know. It's not like you're, it's not, you were 20 points up and now you're 20 points back. It's a swing, but like but that's just kind of how the season goes. I look at my team and I'm goes. like, I look, I, my team looks like everybody else's now. And, yeah, they are, uh, yeah the teams are up? similar. Like, how do I yeah. get better? No, oh, the teams I, are similar. So here's yeah. what I, I actually was thinking about that a little bit. I, you know, I always do pre- preach like the, uh, you know, I'm a big, I'm a big preacher of the template, right? Yeah. And then people are always like, well, how do you, if you don't take risks, how do you move up, right? So like, I actually, I, I think that risk mitigation is is actually a lot more important. And mm-hmm. so like, just just trying to avoid risk and then having plans for if things go bad so like the the flexibility within your team having transfers available having a little bit of money in the bank um, which allows you to move to new players i think your ability to adapt to a changing environment is probably more important than like a surefire plan um, for the direction that you're going so it actually speaks to the point that you just made that you you just said I'm pretty. I'm not bad at the game, except for like the international breaks, and except for when I do make transfers and don't make transfers. Um, but like my point being, like the whole point, if you want to consistently finish like top hundred k, it's it's less about being maverick, more about being template. But then the 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 asterisk or the caveat there is that you also have the ability as a manager to step yourself out of trouble. So everyone else is always going to be dealing with things, right? Injuries, player rotation, um, international breaks, taking guys out. And I do think that the managers that consistently finish well are those that can um, can get through those moments with like a good enough team. You know what I mean? Like not necessarily a good team, but a good enough team. Whereas other managers drop and lose points and fall off. I don't know. Just my two cents. No, it makes sense. I agree. Yeah. All right. Should we, um, I mean, we don't need to like talk a ton about our teams. I, some people like when we do, some people don't. So I guess, do you want to just, should we quickly talk about how we did in game week seven since we haven't done that yet? Ugh, sure. It was a tough, okay. tough one, but we'll do Do it. you want to go first or should I? I'll go first because it can't get much worse. Okay. Um, so I think that the, like the across the board average was 38. I'm not sure what the top. Uh, 10k or 1k I'll look at it while you're I'll look it up while you're talking um I ended up with the only return for me across my team was Sala um and then I had three ones sprinkled in I had captained Ronaldo who didn't start but came on and didn't really do anything um, so I ended with 31 points, pretty Oof. brutal. Um, what's your game week of, rank? A game week rank of 6 million. Oh, so 
Yeah, I read Arrowed and everything except the dive breakaway head to head league. I must have someone must have had a worse game week than me. I don't know how. Um, it's tough. It's like I liked my players for initially, and then the Bamford injury, and then Alonzo didn't play. That that hurt. Um, and then you made the right call on which Wolves player to go with, which is Jimenez, not Triore, because Triore is just probably one of the, the my worst picks this year. Um, not not as bad as Deli Alley, probably. But. I don't know. I mean, Triore <laughs> hasn't gotten a single return. So um, I'm better than you. I think so. Yeah, I think yeah. that's a better pick. Um, and then he's not even playing now, so that's tough. And then you know, Sar. It's like he's so fixture dependent. Like he's got tough game weeks now. I don't really want him. That was a big error on my part too. So I deserve it. Like I deserve to be bad. Yeah, um, you deserve to be bad. Yeah, I I really <laughs> just like need City defenders and Chelsea defenders that are actually going to play. And what I did was I didn't get any City defenders in, and I also have Chelsea defenders that I don't know if they're going to play now with Alonso and Rudinger. So I'm fucked. Yeah, I'm fucked. Yeah. I was actually thinking about that. We'll talk about that later too. The Chelsea defender versus uh, City defender uh, situation. Yeah, um, yeah, we should talk about that. That's, yeah, that's, that's a big super one. important, especially if you're wild carding. That's yep. So. Um, okay, so top one K average was forty three point four. Top ten K was actually a little better. It was forty four point three, and uh, top hundred K was forty three point eight. Just so you know. Um, just to rub it in for for you a yeah. little bit. Uh, I finished on 49, so I had a decent game week. Um, game week rank of 1.3 million. So, um, well, I mean, it wasn't like spectacular, but, um, you know, like I said, good, it was a good enough game week. And uh, I'm on a green arrow again, so I've, I've been pretty good since that wild card. Um, I had uh sanchez who's been great in the goal i was i was looking at possibly like oh should i be moving to a mendy or should i be moving to ederson or and i don't know i mean i know sanchez will not finish with as many points he has norwich next then city and liverpool and you know obviously they're not gonna probably keep cleans in either of those but um i'm gonna i'm gonna hang with him for now he's been pretty good i wish he was getting on bonus points a little bit more um he does have a couple save points but Mostly you're in it for the cleans for him, but that that is the same case with like if you move to a premium goalkeeper as well. So you're kind of getting like similar premium performance, sub-premium performance, but um, for, for a lot less. So I'm going to hang on there. Um, Cancelo with a, a good little zero-point game. Um, uh, Mar- Marcel, uh, Liver, Livermento uh, coming off my bench for the second time this year. Um, and giving me points. So that's been pretty great. Um, he came in uh, two weeks ago in City for five points uh, and now came on for four points this week. He's been a freaking hero for me. Um, Salah, Jota, Gray, Rafinha. So Salah dealing with returns there. Captain Lukaku, obviously nothing there. Antonio Jimenez, um, good to have him um, with the two assists this last week, the goal the week before. So, you know, and, and still uh, has a couple decent fixtures. So, yeah, you know, in Star Wars, uh, Revenge of the Sith. The, like the most epic lightsaber fight of all time. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> I'm going somewhere with this. Often in this game, I feel like Anakin and you're like Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, because like I have Livermento and of course he's about to come in off the bench for me, but then Triari gets put on for 30 seconds. 
And I'm just like, I hate you. That's kind of oh, how I feel. Like, you hate that's me. Like, you hate like, me or do you hate Triore? Well, I, no, I hate you. Because, like, like, why did you get Livermento off the bench, but I didn't? Because, like, because what, whatever his name, Lage, decides to literally sub a guy on for 30 seconds. Like, what's the point, man? What is the point? Like, if you I don't know. like Triori, just don't play him. Don't make him come on the, the pitch for, like, a minute. So I don't know. Annoying. I have, I do, I do try to have, I mean, I'm just, I will say in my defense, I do try to have players that are all or nothing players. You know, like the only player on my team that's not an all or nothing player is Jota right now. Yeah. Everybody else, like, so Jota will get subbed, right? I mean, if he doesn't play, he'll probably get subbed on in games. Yeah. Every other player on my team is like an all or nothing guy. And so, like, I had nothing from James because he was hurt. And I had nothing from Christensen because I went, tried to go the budget route into Chelsea, um, which I think is actually going to work out for me with Tiago possibly out, like I said. But, um, but anyways, yeah. So, I mean, in my defense, right, I, they're all or nothing players, you know. <laughs> well, but, um, I would think Cristiano is an all or nothing player, but I guess not. And then No, he's not an all or nothing player. He's going to play every game. I'll tell you that right now. Well, he, he didn't play last game. I mean, he I, came I mean, off the bench. Yeah, you think that's he's going to come off the bench all the time? I don't know. I think he'll never dumb. he'll never not play in a match unless Why? they're un, unless Why they is... are even if he's being rested unless they are smashing the opponent he will yeah. play because he's going to go up to Ole and be like, "Put me in the game right now," and Ole will be like, "Oh yes, okay, I put you in game." You know, like, and that's good. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense to me because then you're not resting the player. He might as well have played the whole game. That's know. not true. That's not true at all. I think it's. No, no, no. Have you ever seen this uh, stress score graph for a footballer? No. Um. So, um. What's the What's the guy's name that invented the stress score? Uh, I'm blanking. He was like a cross country coach and then became a triathlete coach. Um. For the people that are runners out there, they might find this a little bit interesting. So, um, there's this thing, it's called Total Stress Score. A lot of different like companies that produce running software have like edited their own, but it was originally, I'll have to look it up, it was originally um, created by this like triathlete coach. The idea being um, you could you can use heart rate. Well, originally they were using perceived effort, which isn't super scientific, right? So then they started using heart rate. And then for cyclists, they started using um, power. And then um, with power, it's really obvious, right? Because you can look at the weight of the athlete and then you can look at the power that they're producing versus like their their average power or their, their threshold powers and their lactate threshold. And then you can calculate essentially a... Um, you know, a stress score for these players. And that's what all the sports scientists do with um, like the professional players. So like in their first couple weeks of preseason training, they'll do um, lactate testing. So they do like all this running. And then have you ever seen them do that? They prick, a lot of times they prick their finger, or their earlobes, they take blood samples. Yeah, I didn't, like, I don't know that, but I do it for my job. So I guess yeah, that so you know exactly. Yeah, you know what it is, right? So like, yeah. so what they'll do is they run these guys around the field a certain amount of times or like they, they go through some sort of workout, then they prick them and then they, they can, I mean, this is very accurate compared to what you were, you know, like what you or I would do for an athletic test, right? You or I would use like, like I said, heart rate or power or something to figure out where we're at. But they're, they're looking at out, output, heart rate, and then actual lactate buildup. So um, I'm sorry that I'm going on and on about this, but the the point is um what they can do is they can graph out over time um based off of their heart rate how much stress 
uh, they incur and then eventually how much fatigue that can lead to, right? So with a soccer player, um, because these guys are such like elite athletes, they can essentially play like 45 minutes and have like a sub 24 hour recovery window where they're like, they're good to go. You know what I mean? Like the next day they wake up and they're like, they're basically good. And and you have to understand that like you or I couldn't do that because these guys have such good nutrition and they're freaks athletically, right? And they have physios that are giving them massage and, and, you know, cold treatment and, you know, everything, right? So that they recover. But um, what's really interesting is when you, when you watch that graph, like when they hit 60 minutes of play, the stress, like the stress score or like the fatigue score just like jump significantly. Like it's pretty flat for most of that time. And once they hit that, like that point, it goes through the freaking roof. Um, and if a player plays, I think if a player plays like around 90 minutes, the reco- the required recovery time is, is nearly 72 hours for them to fully recover. Whereas a player that like played 45 or 50 minutes would only need, you know, like sub 24 hours to recover. Mm. So my point is, my point is a player can come on for 20 minutes and, uh, and, and technically, you know, they can, they can play and continue to like continue on their recovery path. Does that make sense? Yeah, I guess. I, that that was sense. like a five minute rant on that from pe- people that are into like sciencey stuff might, might think that's cool Sports or may want to take science. some time to look. Yeah. <laughs> you may want to take some time to look that up. It's kind of interesting for those that kind of like that stuff. So, um, anyways, um, we should probably, should we take like a short break? Yeah, we can take a break now. And then we'll come back and do like leagues really quickly. And then we don't have a lot of questions for the week because it's like we don't, nobody really knows what's going on. So, fair? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Stay tuned. Welcome back. Second half of the pod. Uh, we talked and talked and talked in the first half. So now we're going to do some other stuff. Um, we'll, we'll do leagues quickly and. Um, Art of the Hive team currently on a wild card right now and uh, trying to sort some things out, but had um, had a, an okay, like not, I don't think it was like abysmal. I mean, not not great. Right on the average was was the game week this week. So 38 points um, for 4 million. So I think it was time to like get that wild card and just like sort out, sort out some guys. Thing is, the team's not like that much different than other teams, but a couple red arrows in a row, and you just got to sort things out. So get in, get in, and do that. Um, overall rank right now of uh, just under five hundred thousand, four hundred sixty-two thousand right now. Um, so Jake, do you want to do? Let's do leagues quickly. Um, you want to be in charge of the PSL Super League right now? Oh, I do, and there's a specific reason. All right, let's go. <laughs> Number uh, okay. five. <laughs> Number five. Oh, I do. Why did you say it like that? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I do. And there's a specific reason. Yeah. I can't wait for the reason. Can't wait. Can't wait. Uh, number five, CP Warriors, Page de Oliveira. Number four, uh, Fudisi Fantaball. I think that's the first time Connor Murray's been in the top five, but I guess I can't say that for sure. <clears throat> um, if If he has been, I'm sorry. I probably didn't read his name. Or he changed his name. Number three, Sterling Effort, Luke Boyer. Um, and number two, Nita Better Hobby, Marvin Andre. And number one, yours truly, The Art of the Dive FPL podcast. Oh, it's I me. Hate you. That's me. I hate you. <laughs> Was I in yeah, first last first... week? Uh, no, no, I don't think you were even in the. I don't... Well, you must have been. 
No, because you moved up. You're, it you're shows you the arrows at, right on the yeah, side, Jake. Yeah, no, 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 but I was going to figure, you've actually moved up three spots. Wow. So, I'm better than people. Yeah. And remember, if you win, everybody owes us a gift, so. That's right, a million dollars. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it is. Um, all right. Uh, that's the PSL Super League, the best supporters league in the world. Uh, this is the league dive. Um, uh, in 10th, Carl Carl Chin. In 9th, Reese Hatherly. 8th, Anthony Roberts. 7th, uh, Hakan Meeland. Um, in 5th, Jack London. In 5th, Tobias uh, Johnsdale. Jonesdale. Uh, in 4th, Taxman. In 3rd, uh, Christopher Marshall. Still up there. Just can't, can't, be, can't, can't bump that guy. In 2nd, uh, Michael Charman. And uh, in first, don't be a Conte, John Duffy, 511 points overall, overall rank of 2,100. We don't have anybody in the in, in triple digits. Wow. It's not great. It's not great by our league right now. Really letting us down, John. Really letting us down. Yeah, it's weird because um, I thought we like started the season like, well, I thought I started the season relatively well, but I guess not. So. Yeah. Well, we had a number of, we had a number of uh, people in triple digits to start, but we... You know, our, our advice must just not have been good enough, Jacob. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Um, okay, so we don't have a ton of questions this week because there's there's not a lot going on. It's a little hard to know. But we do have a handful of things to to discuss. Um, and I think the most important one is from Dr. Matt right now. Is Deli Alley a good FPL pick? <laughs> I would lean toward no. And that's where I think you guys are all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, you know, here's what happens, right? Like I as as a as a quote content creator, uh I sometimes feel the need to like say things that other people aren't saying. Do you ever feel like that? Yeah. Yeah. Like cuz there's a million fucking podcasts, right? Yeah, there's a lot, for sure. Yeah, I mean everybody makes an FPL. If you if you're not making an FPL podcast, what are you really doing with your yeah. life? You know, right. Do you even FPL? You know, you don't, oh, you don't have a podcast. Like that's kind (laughs) of like, that's kind of like how it is, right? Like who listens to your podcast? Well, my three friends and like eight Patreon members. So yeah, I've made it. Um, But, uh, but so sometimes I feel the need to say that, say some things. And, and, and I, I guess what's weird with Deli Alley is he had like, like 25 years ago, a really good season. And I kept thinking like, well, at some point doesn't, doesn't the young man like figure it out and have a good season? The answer is no. But uh, but I really thought maybe. I really thought maybe, and uh, I've been wrong there. So that's that's out of the way now. Um, two points. Sex sounds right. If you don't have Salah in your team because you believe other combinations of players cannot score him, are you bad at FPL? Huh. That's an interesting question. I mean, he's the best player in the game, yeah. right? Yeah. He hasn't not returned. I mean, the only thing you can say is against Burnley, he he only got a clean sheet. But um, he's on 11 bonus points, which I don't know if anyone's beating that. And then, yeah, he has six goals and four assists. So, yeah. yeah. I don't know I, why I don't captain him every week. I didn't captain yeah. him last week. So Yeah, he, he, he ought to be captain just most of the time until – he shows that he's going to slow down. I don't know. He's got an expected goal involvement of 6.46, which um, is the highest among uh, midfielders and I think forwards. I got to double check that. 
um, looking right now. And yes, yes, uh, highest amongst midfielders and forwards in the game right now. Let me, let me do. I'm gonna do a little bonus check too. So, yeah, next closest is extremely interesting here. Decore, Townsend, and Ben Rama all have eight bonus points. They're they are all tied for second, while Salah has three. Um, I should do this for all players. And then Antonio has 11 and Vardy has 10. So, okay. Yeah, I mean, he's a great, I feel like he's a good captain pick every single week. I don't know. I mean, yeah, he, it just, everything's going through him um, and he's playing really well. And yeah, just, just, I don't know why you wouldn't have him as, as one of your premiums. Um, The second premium is a, is a better question, I think. Don't you? I mean, like, who do you really... Who's the best second premium option right now? If you go two premiums. I know some people don't, but... I think you kind of, like, you give Lukaku a break. I know he's ended up with three two-pointers in a row, but two of them were against Spurs and Man City. And honestly, I remember... This was a while ago, but I remember because I would have had an abysmal week had Lukaku scored. He should have had, like, two goals in that Southampton game. And I was just, like, holding my breath the entire game while I was, like, working out at the gym, which was not good for me. It's passed out. I died. Um, Someone had to revive me. At the gym? No, I'm kidding. I didn't pass out. But um, because I'm an elite athlete, I did all right. So My recovery (laughs) after 60 minutes. (laughs) Yeah, but no, I think it's Lukaku for sure. I think there's an argument to be made that for, like, a player like him – you can probably find a different way to figure it out if you go like if you're getting all your other picks correctly. But for Salah, no, like he needs to be in your team. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're all on the same page there. And no, you, you no shout for uh, Ron Ronaldo or um, no, I or think Fernandez I, I watched, or man. Man United is probably the team I've watched the most lately, and I, I'll sum up the way they play. Um, they're crossing the ball in and they're not good at it because they've never done it before. And then I'm sure I actually, you're probably right. Ole's probably never had the guys ever practice swinging balls into the box. Yeah. And they look terrible. Um, they're not creating a lot of chances. And then their transition defense is pathetic that I think the last three games they've given up like just a, like a cross the field goal, like Everton, it was a terrible corner. So like you were asking for it, but Everton just literally countered them and you could tell from the get go off the corner, they were going to get scored on and they did. Yeah. That's actually a good point. They, um, their offensive, their attacking transition is like, is very good, right? Mm-hmm. Every player on their team is freaking sprinting forward. And they're like, this is the Manchester United way. Play forward, sprint forward. That was something that was very popular under, uh, Sir Alex, right? The play forward, sprint, sprint forward mantra. Yeah, yeah. And now, but so they'd still do that. But then they're like, oh shit, we lost the ball. Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, all right, jog back now, lads. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Let's leave Lindel off on an island and then blame yeah, right. him who's, for being who's a terrible known, defender. Yeah, yeah. That motherfucker's known for his athletic ability, so he should be just fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> feel bad for him i like him and no they, he's they, a good like, player he's good, good. Like, he's a good player. Ars- he can just go play for arsenal so yeah he gets um it's funny because he gets shit on a lot you yeah. ever notice that what's yeah. up with that like, and he's like he <laughs> saves their ass so All much the time. yeah he's pretty good and he's strong in possession right he's just not harry Maguire, right so yeah. like everyone's like go harry Maguire, it's coming out man united you know it's like okay you guys suck um 
All right. Well, good. That was a fun. I love Man United bashing. I do. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's fun. Um, I think the other question is uh, is the whole defender situation. That that should be talked about today. And we don't have a lot more to talk about after that, honestly. So, um, Paul Butler asks, um, currently on wildcard, do I go Trent, Diaz, and Cancelo or Trent, Cancelo, and a Chelsea defender? I also have uh, Duffy uh, and Livermento. So, it looks like he's going to go with three premium defenders and then um, – two like cheaper guys um and trying to kind of figure that out so what's your just like initial thoughts on that do you have any any ideas i, I on would that? lean like if i could just pick my team right now <clears throat> um Cancelo diaz and then um one liverpool well their fixtures get a little bit tougher so i actually i would probably go with the chelsea defender but that's, that's tough instead like, of trent Instead of Trent, I think Trent's fine if you're going to do the three defenders and then go somewhere else now that he's a little bit more likely to be healthy. But um, yeah, I think you could do it a different way. So I think Trent's fine. But I mean, again, he's only sitting on 35. That's probably going to change. But there's I mean, Van Dyke is sitting on 35 and he's 0.9 less and he plays more games. Um Right. If your other defenders are are good, then it makes sense. But if you're doing three in the back, I would assume your other defenders are going to be like lower. I don't know. Right. So. Yeah. If I were on wild card, uh, I would be doing probably just for just because I don't know if I could fit it in, um, like from a finances point. Probably Virgil, um, and then probably two city defenders, and then a Chelsea defender. Yep. And then Livermento. Yeah. And I think Brentford is actually a good choice. Yeah, I know Jim and I have gotten in arguments about it. Like last week, Rhea had a clean up until, you know, eighty the 81st minute on full bonus points. But uh, J- Jansen and Pinnock for Brentford have been really good. They're both sitting at 38 and their fixtures get a lot easier. So my concern right now, I so Chelsea's a good, they're fine, right? They're a good defensive pick. I have two Chelsea defenders right now. But, like, they actually haven't been as tight as I thought they were. Mm-hmm. Um, so, their expected goals conceded right now is 8.57. That basically sets them, like, right in the middle of the league. Um, yeah. A lot of teams are have a better – and their delta is is 5.57. They've only conceded three goals. That's pretty crazy. I feel, um, I feel you. That's why I was, like, holding off on Chelsea defenders forever. And that's why, like, I'm terrible because they just kept getting cleans. And I'm like, this right. doesn't make sense. This doesn't make sense. This doesn't make sense. Oh, let's get Alonzo in. Oh, he doesn't play. Great. Cool. <laughs> so, yeah. It's just like, fuck, fuck me. Like, I hate this game. Uh, that's so, funny. That's and so then Chilwell bangs a goal. Yeah. So. I mean, so I think the City defenders, City have, have been absolutely dominating the game defensively. They've only conceded three goals uh, as well, but their expected goals conceded is only four. Um, well, yeah. And, and they only conceded to like Liverpool so far. So that also makes sense, you know. Right. And they're also the best um, expected goals conceded against open play at 3.2. Um, Chelsea does a little bit better if you take out the set play stuff. So their expected goals conceded in open play is, is, um, 4.7, um, and 2.3 of that expected goals against is from set plays. 
Now, I don't know. Have they had penalties against them? I, 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 I just don't know. I'd have I don't to look think, at that. I don't think Southampton's goal was a penalty. Um, I know that's not all the goals that, like, but mm-hmm. no, I don't think anyone's really scored a penalty on them. So they gave, they gave up a, oh, Liverpool's was correct. Mo took a penalty, right? Because yeah. there's the handball that. Yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah. That's yeah, the so only that, one. That's a big, you know, that's 0. 0.76 or whatever that's worth, right? Mm-hmm. Is right there. Um, so that, that hurts them a little bit, but. Um, yeah. Anyways, I think, I do think City's the best defensive team. And um, so then the question becomes like, which City players are you yeah. going with? Do you, I mean, I think Cancelo, right? For sure. Yeah, I think he's only point one more. So if like you could pick, yeah, him first and then Diaz second. But Laporte's an interesting choice. Yep. He's, an, you know, like I've thought about just moving Shaw to him. Um, that's like what I want to do, but I keep having to put out other fires on my team. So what's Laporte cost right now? Five point five. So I mean, that's pretty reasonable. Yeah. To he get in there, he's only yeah. not played two games. The first one, which is kind of, I don't know if he was even healthy and then one other one against Southampton yeah I'm gonna look I will look if James is for sure out for Chelsea Mm -hmm. there's a chance that that's what I spend my transfer on yeah um which would be probably straight straight up to Laporte oh yeah right they just changed Bamford to a straight red we all knew that but (laughs) already reported it (laughs) Um, so ahead of the FPL game so yeah I would say that that's what I would lean toward is Cancelo Diaz and then you know, a Liverpool defender, which I would lean Van Dyke as well, but I, TA is fine if you can swing it. And then, you know, one Chelsea defender. Um, yeah. And that's where I would go. Um, but I'm it all thinking, depends on your price points. I mean, like the midfield, I think the question for that, like my team that I'm starting to ask is like, do I get Decore in for like, you know, because he just keeps scoring and getting bonus points for Everton. Um, or is it, has he like run his course, you know, or gray. And then, you know, there are some like interesting forward combinations. I really like Antonio and I'd rather move Bamford up, but you know, like Wang, Wang for Wolves, like, do you, do you consider a guy like that? Because he's like scoring just as much as Jimenez and he's 5.6, you know? Yeah, he is. He's super cheap. It's pretty crazy, actually, isn't it? Yeah, I've really debated taking a hit to get Bamford out just to go to him. Um, and that gives me a lot more money to play with for, like, moving my defense up. I, I, I And that, that covers me this week, too. You know what I mean? Like, so I've, I've been leaning either him or, or Tony. Um, we'll see. Yeah, I think he's, um, you know, he's a player that, like, could definitely – he just he opens up so much right to like do it that way um yeah. so i don't know yeah he's definitely somebody i would look at too um kind of ex- expected goals wise he's done pretty well and um but well well i got i feel like i need to see another game or two with him you know i don't know if that's yeah. waiting too long but he's so cheap yeah. like i don't feel like if he rises once or rises twice you know what i mean like what's the big deal yeah that's fair that's fair so anyways all right um Last thing I'd just ask you is like based off of all that stuff and and I'm not somebody that like really says, oh, this is the formation I'm playing. But like in terms of value and value distribution throughout the team, do you see like a certain formation sticking out like just in terms of team structure? Um, 
I I really like either the four three three right now or even <laughs> probably a four three three. I think yeah. a five two three is a little bit too extreme. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, like you look at your forwards, you got a lot of guys scoring pretty well right now. Um, uh, it's usually the opposite. Like usually you want to lean more midfield. Right. But right. the tricky part is, is like a lot of the midfielders are pretty cheap. Um, and so they're going to have like a lot of interesting, like probably two pointers or one pointers. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just don't, I don't know how heavy to go in the midfield, but like as of right now, like you could, you could have gone like Sala, Everton, you know, and then Gallagher and have been fine the start of the season. Right. It's weird. It's a weird year right now for the midfield. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of, I tend to agree. Just was wondering your thoughts. So, uh, who who do you captain this week other Salah. than Salah? Yeah. Anybody else or no? I mean, Lukaku is probably not a bad choice against Brentford. I just think, but. yeah, I think you're foolish to captain anybody else, right? Yeah. Um, and then do you, have you done, have you done moves this week? Are you thinking about moves or are you going to try to hold? I moved Lukaku in, um, for Ronaldo. for Ronaldo. Yeah, that's the only move I've made so far. So I'm thinking about taking a hit just because I'm worried. I mean, if Jota and Rudiger play, I'd probably be okay. Um, but I'm worried that Alonso doesn't play and then, you know, Bamford and uh Rafinha, like that's a concern. So Yeah, for sure. My my only thing I'm watching is is James. So I'm just going to hold on everybody else. If James is is like confirmed for sure out, then I'm going to I'm going to probably move him um, possibly for Laporte would be the direction that I would go. That guy's good for a goal or two every year as well. Yeah. So, all right. Um, we did get some some hot takes that were were uh, observed for us. Um, Keith, Keith wrote them in. So, um, quickly, I'll go through them. Um, from game week seven, Jim says my tip over VVD. Um, both terrible, but my tip is 1.6 cheaper, says Keith. Um, Jake says VVD over TAA. 1-0, crushed it, hashtag Team Jake. Uh, three, Marco, Everton get at least a point against Man- Manchester United. Nailed it. Jim nice. says Triari gets a, a goal this game week versus no- Newcastle. Wrong. <laughs> the one point in one minute of playtime is a good average. Um, five, Jake's FU Jim take. Josh King returns this week. Wrong. <laughs> Uh, Marco Damari Gray gets a return against Man United. Wrong, <laughs> but had a hockey assist, so basically right, I guess. Uh, number seven, Group Salah and Lukaku best premiums to own. Thirteen and two points. Starting to only trust the Egyptian king. Um, three wildly different re- uh, relegation calls. Jake says Norwich, Newcastle, Watford. Jim says Newcastle, Watford, Norwich. Marco says Watford, Norwich, Newcastle. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Jim didn't. I thought Jim disagreed with us. Jim's like the type, though, that would be like, yeah, uh, Everton, uh, <laughs> Leeds, and Man United. Hot takes. I, you thought, know, I like, thought Jim said Burnley at least, but maybe not. Maybe I don't didn't. remember. Uh, Jake's game week four expired take. Triari oh gets five God. returns in four game weeks. <laughs> returns. Zero plus zero plus zero plus zero <laughs> equals zero. <laughs> God, yeah, that's... Yeah, I don't know what happened to him. Um, 
And uh, oh, Keith also says, I'll miss everyone, but I plan to be quitting the Patreon to spend every penny on Jim's only fan foot site whenever he gets it up. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Uh, all right. So, shout outs. Um, follow us on Twitter at DiveFPL, Instagram there to dive online, divefpl.com. Although our website uh, is misdirected right now and I need to fix that. Uh, download our podcast, iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Just download it. And then if you don't mind, if, if you could just share it, take a few minutes to help us out. Um, the retweeting and like sharing with your friends and stuff. Um, it does help with the pod just to spread it. And at the end of the day, I'm all about how many people listen to our pod. That's all that matters. Um, Bobby Love says, why do Jim and the, I don't know who the FNG, I don't know what that is, uh, think that being a nonce is okay. Jim's just counterculture, Bobby. Okay. Like, <laughs> oh, it's not okay to be a nonce. <laughs> I am then. <laughs> Uh, hindsight writes in what's the best insult you can come up with for someone without actually swearing mm. that's a tough one you drive like uh alonzo oh that's a good one yeah um <laughs> gotta get one of those in <laughs> yeah we haven't had enough good alonzo driving jokes i wish people would write in funnier jokes about alonzo guy murdered somebody um i don't know i don't have a good one um i could just be like you're as good at something as Jake. Yeah, that's good pretty one. good. Yeah, there you go. Mean. Um, I already talked about... Oh, okay. Then we got roasted. You want to get roasted? Oh, yeah, sure. Indian Drake wrote in, um, it may be a Sunday, but you guys are getting a roast. Then he says, that one's for the English viewers. Grab some tissue, guys. It'll be an emotional one. Jake, I'm guessing you're never too far away from tissues. Dot, dot, dot. Art of the dive. More like fart of the dive. <laughs> hilarious marco last pod you said someone called your pod funny did they mean funny to listen to because you all have silly little voices boom roasted <laughs> little office reference there love it you also call yourself important did you mispronounce impotent boom roasted nice to have the new co-host on the pod impressed he managed to find time from his paper selling job flirting with pam and prancing dwight uh, and pranking it says prancing but maybe prancing Dwight too <laughs> to record this boom roasted Jacob close more like Jacob close to sign heavily and making us all feel bad for making fun of him boom roasted did you wear your custom made Uggs with your name engraved on them your love island water bottle and drive your Fiat 500 to collect your PSL boom roasted jokes aside glad to have you all back and I hope your lives are going well that was pretty fun yeah that's good Jake, say it like you mean it, though. You're, yeah, that was good. Yeah, it was good. It was good. I'm not an Office guy, so I still don't get that, but yeah. You've not watched The Office? <laughs> I mean, I've watched, like, episodes, but... Oh, you ought to do that. I should. I'm right. Harbor, uh, right uh, now, I'm watching Arrested Development, and I found I find that show hilarious. Yeah, very good. Yeah, Har Har Harbor Boy did write, uh, what's the best TV show you've you've watched recently? Is that, for you, is that it? Yeah, that's what I've been doing. We just finished the league again. I know I mentioned that on a previous pod. I, I do think anyone that, um, even yeah, if you're not show. like an NFL football fan, I if you play like in a fantasy Premier League with like some buddies, you'd get a kick out of it, like because it's just about fantasy sports, kind of, um, and it's it's a bit absurd. We are watching. Um, my wife and I are watching Why the Last Man. You see that one? It's like about yeah. all the men dying. I haven't seen okay. that now. 
people's microorganisms. Uh, I don't know. It's okay. It's kind of in line with all the post-apocalyptic da-da-da bullshit that everybody's got a big boner to these days. So, um, it's good. It's it's a sci-fi. I don't know. It's fine. It's not like special, but it's good. So, All right. I guess that's it. Um, let's get out of here. Um, I'm Marco. And I'm Jake. And remember, you should die. Now.